0: On Friday uh, for our revival night, the Lord really dropped the word of glory on us that we are going beyond revival into a habitation of the presence of the person of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen? And when I say we, I mean we, I mean we. I mean we, I mean us together in him, not by might, not by power, by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit, one of the the, uh, powerful prophetic signs, as you know, for Pastor Mahesh, who by the way, speaking of revival, is ministering revival in San Diego and in LA this week, so we bless him. We say more glory, Lord. Let signs, wonders, and miracles follow him. Follow the word. And he'll have an opportunity to hug the necks of our boys out there in Hollywood. What did they used to call it? Tinseltown. I started to say Tinkletown. I said, that's not right. That's not right. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway. Hank, shoot that rabbit. Um, so, and the, the Lord spoke to us about moving beyond revival where, you know, we continually get resuscitated and refreshed by the do, the, the, the encounter with the presence. And we get refreshed and re- God re- makes us remember the vision, recalls the vision, remember the dream, the word of the Lord, the word alive and marking our lives, so on and so forth, and kind of clears away the fog. But the Lord... Prophesy to us that we are in a season now where it's not us coming again and again to be revived, resuscitated. But it's us as the vessel carriers of the habitation of God's presence and glory bringing that dew of heaven, bringing that reviving word, bringing that drink of living water in salvation and in ministry and in healing to others can you say amen (laughs) and one of the profound personal testimonies that pastor Mahesh and I continue to be riveted by in this season say now Now. suddenly now you know God suddenly take a while have you noticed that and then suddenly The suddenly comes. But there's been a journey with a few mountaintops and maybe even a couple of valleys on the way to the suddenly. And then when the suddenly comes, we were like those who dream, as David says. Our mouths are filled with laughter. We were those people that were hanging our harps on the willows. (laughs) But then as we are faithful, suddenly What does the word say? That those who carry the glory, those who know their God, when they pass through the valley of weeping, they'll make it a spring. And then suddenly, when the Lord comes, we were like those who dream. And as all of you know, 31 years ago, we had an unusual event, Pastor and I, in our lives with the literal creation and birth of our son Aaron from the word of the Lord that came to us and the living presence of the Holy Spirit that entered my body as I was laying on the operating table and brought Aaron Chavda out according to the word that God had spoken. Absolute utter miracle from start to to, from start to finish. And, you know, when Aaron was born, he was a very sick boy. There was, first of all, there would never been a sign of life. There would never been a heartbeat. They never found any evidence that I even had a viable pregnancy but the Lord. Can you say but God? (laughs) Because many of you may be carrying the, the unction, the vision, the dream of the Lord, the word of the Lord. You're carrying. And right now, there may not seem like there's a heartbeat in that word. It may seem like a life source of provision and prophetic unction and faith feeding that word has done what the placenta did, in my case, before Aaron was born. The placenta fell apart, disintegrated and fell out of my body. <laughs> but God, can you say what God? Because the word of the Lord had come to us. And frankly, the word of the Lord was so in opposition to my own body, much less the natural proofs of things, that I confess to you, I didn't believe it. It was impossible that God would give us a son and we would name him Aaron. And the rod of his bud, the the rod of his life would bud like Aaron's of old, suddenly, overnight, from a dead stick, a few hours In the presence of the person of the Holy Spirit. And it became a fruit bearing tree. Say, but God. And I'll never forget because as you've heard me say so many times. But I'll tell you what. The spirit of prophecy is a testimony of Jesus. And in every act that the Lord has done. He is present to act and act and act. So I have tremendous faith praying this morning. For that barrenness to be taken away. For that baby to come. Tremendous faith for those jobs, those promotions to come. Get specific on your prayers. I have tremendous faith. I'm going to tell you something interesting that happened to me yesterday. But when Aaron was born, he weighed less than a pound. It was absolutely guaranteed he would not live a day. My hand was nearly as big as his whole body. I could put my wedding ring on his finger, there he is. I mean, on his leg. That's my hand. And Aaron was born on the 40th anniversary of Victory in Europe Day. And so that day, as Aaron was in intensive care, and I was in the other intensive care, on the television screens in the hospital were all the pictures of the Allied armies coming to the concentration camps and cities under siege in Europe and bringing liberation and literally lifting people out of their graves. And as I was watching those pictures, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, Bonnie, you see those faces of these being liberated that have been held in bondage and beaten and broken, an intention, a satanic intention to completely wipe them off the face of the earth. He said, that's what the nations look like to me. But a day is coming in your day that I am gonna pour out my spirit on my church. And I am giving you a living testimony in what I will do in Aaron's life and body. And he will walk before my church from that day from this day to that day as a testimony for my church as to what I am doing in them individually and corporately to anoint them, to release the captives, to heal broken hearts, to give eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. Well, a couple of days ago, you've seen the before picture of Aaron, a couple of days ago, and he would be aghast that his mother is actually going to show everybody this picture. Well, I'm just going to say, because as the Lord said, he would walk before my church in that day as a testimony a sign and a wonder of what i am doing in them by my spirit so you saw the before picture this is aaron this week now here's what i want you to take away before before after Look at your neighbor and say, suddenly. But God, suddenly. Now, I'll give it to you. That suddenly took about 30 years. And there were some peaks and valleys. But the word of the Lord is sure. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. About 10 years ago, here in this city, there are many, many things that I could and should report to you on what is happening that you are a part of, as you are a part of this fellowship and we are a part of the church in our city, of the many things that are coming together now. It is a time of Aaron's rod budding, that priesthood of Jesus in the anointing of the Holy Spirit suddenly, making us fruitful in the day of his power. And Pastor Mahesh and I are so blessed, so honored to be loved by you to be making this journey together. About 10 years ago, as we have been laboring in prayer and fasting and listening to the Lord for our city and for our nation as a body. Um I happened across some of the documentaries on what became one of the most infamous crime gangs in the United States, the Hidden Valley Kings, which is just right up here in our city. And as I was riveted by the deep darkness and violence that literally had much like uh, over over, over a whole region, had literally locked down a whole section of this city. And my heart broke for the families who were trying to raise their children there, for the children who were coming up in an environment where the big life The rich life, the powerful life, was the thug life. Without fathers, broken, living in terror, violence, crime happening, drugs, blah, 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 all this stuff. And at a certain point, that the kings actually broke out of Hidden Valley and had run down and, you know, had begun to increase activity and so on and so forth. And they're not the only ones in our city. And I cried to the Lord, looking at the pictures and the faces of these fierce captives of darkness, and I cried to the Lord. I said, Lord Jesus, I want you to put me in front of them and anoint me to bring deliverance to the captives. The announcement of the favorable year of the Lord, redemption in Jesus Christ, transformation in the hearts of these minds of these men and their lives for a generation to come yesterday we had the delight among many of the strategic things that God is joining us and using our voice and our faith and our prayers and fasting and our missional sending including your gifts your participation in the watch but other things which we will, which are developing, which you will hear about in terms of our, our missional work in the city. Yesterday, we had uh, a, a, a wonderful opportunity. A few of us were involved in a community dialogue uh, over on the west side of Charlotte. And um, there were represented there clergy and CMPD and uh, various folks from the community, the youth as well as we older folks and we older than we older folks, black and white, a community dialogue about what God is doing to fill the empty place with his spirit, to do what Isaiah says in Isaiah 58, to repair the breach, to restore cities to dwell in, to rebuild the places that have been devastated (laughs) and in the course of the events in Charlotte for the last few days there were a couple of individuals that I had really the, the Holy Ghost had had really connected you know how that is I mean God is creating connections say that he's creating connections He is creating, and you have divine connections. We're kind of like all, all kind of like, you know, Kevin Bacon, six degrees from the most powerful influencer there is in your sphere. It's somebody that you know, that knows somebody, that knows somebody. So do not underestimate the fact that the spirit of the Lord rests on you and in you. And this is the hour that God has appointed his church to rise in that glory, in the person of the Holy Spirit, and shine in every place that he has set us. Yeah, you can get excited because this belongs to each of us individually. It belongs to us in life groups. It belongs to us in our church community. It belongs to us as church in the church in our city and those divine connections of Holy Ghost to Holy Ghost, are powerful, and a key right now. So um, after the the dialogue, which by the way, you may recognize this young man who absolutely brought it during the dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) That's Jay. (laughs) And oh! We were so proud. I mean, it was spontaneous. We just said, Jay, go say. Say whatever you've got to say. And he brought it. We're so proud. We're so thankful. See, your church community, it does mean something. We are forming by our simple faithfulness and participation. We're actually forming a new generation. As well as strengthening the foundation for each one of us to get fully functional. Can you say fully functional? <laughs> fully functional in what God is doing now. So, and then we had a wonderful time of prayer um, afterwards. There, there were people who came, there was a, a family, three generations of family that came from Greensboro to be a part of the dialogue. And um, it's just one of the many things that is, is happening in our city now so we were hanging out afterwards and just fellowshipping with you know where those the spark of the holy ghost happens you know and i found myself in the jesus embrace and in conversation with two men one of whom had been one of the former gang bosses of the hidden valley kings but God but God but God and uh, there's more than that because actually there's a partnership that is forming and again you will be receiving information we're in the formative uh, uh, stages of a part of our mission to this city and we will be looking for volunteers, folks who are able to make certain kinds of commitments to a partnership with strategies that have Jesus and salvation and baptism in the Holy Ghost at the origin and root and center of bringing transformation to our cities. And then partnering with Jesus kingdom folks to bring lives into place of education and life skills and employment and ownership, a sense of ownership and pride and responsibility and homeowning and so on and so forth. So it's happening. And Charlotte's in the crosshairs. Fort Mill is in the crosshairs. This whole area is in the crosshairs. We are in the national crosshairs. And you know, Michael, one of the things that we didn't mention is that North Carolina's Governor McCrory has been castigated in the state and national media for his stance on human sexuality. And he stood strong. And the absolute, I I just want to say to you, if you guys are NFL, NBA, you know, fanatics and stuff, there needs to be a revolution. The folks need to say to the sports teams and the other corporations, break the boycott. You're hurting the, the people who are hurt the most, most, the service workers, the hospitality industry, all of these ridiculous boycotts that are using the poorest of the poor of our city for political capital. And now I'm on my soapbox. And continuing to victimize the already victimized, I've had it and I say church arise. And you make sure you shout out loud on election day. And can we just talk for a second? I mean, I, you know, but can we just, can we talk on for just a moment? Because I honestly believe that the, the community of faith where God has rooted you is a place where we together get the wisdom of the Lord and for, for our, our particular mission, he helps us to get divine strategy so that we might be as one, right? As one. Say as one. 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 Make your voice heard. After Martin Luther King Jr. was murdered, his father, Reverend King Sr., gave an address at Duke Chapel. And he read from the text where, in Luke where Jesus sent the 70 out. Can I just read some of that to you? It was a time for the Lord to act, for the gospel to invade cities that were locked down in darkness, captivity, idolatry, religion, poverty, oppression. And now, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the Spirit of God was about to be poured out in a way that would never end. Anyone that is thirsty, come to me and drink. And Jesus was doing a little test run, if you will. It wasn't a test run, but it was a foreshadow of what was to come on the entire world in his body. On the day of Pentecost and beyond until he comes. Can you say until he comes? comes. Say it's Pentecost until he comes. Pentecost until he comes. comes. And Pentecost is for harvest. We're in the harvest season on the Jewish calendar. Say Pentecost. Pentecost. The spirit of the Lord on me. me. It's It's for a reason. He's anointed me to preach good news. (laughs) through release the captives heal the broken hearts open the eyes of the blind give feed to the lame come on to proclaim the year the season the era the age of god's favor on all who receive him and his vengeance against principalities and powers who oppose him psalm 2 why do the nations rage And kings plot a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed Christ. Saying, let's break off all of their boundaries, all of their laws, all of their kingship. Let's just break them off and go our own way. And it says, the Lord sat in the heavens and laughed. If we listen closely, heaven, folks, is laughing right now. Because there's a whole lot of kings and their princes that have risen up in every nation Just saying, let's throw off the God of glory, reject Jesus the Christ, shut down all those who speak of Him, who know Him, who live and walk with Him, and He in them. (laughs) But God sits in the heavens and laughs. Can you laugh? Laugh at principalities and powers. <laughs> laugh at them. Go ahead and laugh at them. Because they have already been paraded naked. Talk about the emperor has no clue. And it is now Aaron's rod. Jesus, the high priest, his rod of authority and ministry is budding. Not by might or power, but by his spirit. so it's time to rise and shine so anyway Jesus in this little preview somebody volunteered and then when he said follow me they were like well awesome they kind of did what Elisha did that first time that Elijah threw the mantle over him and Elisha was like oh glory look I'm, I'm the new anointed one hang on Elijah hang on Jesus let me attend to my stuff And then I'll come, you know, our gentle Jesus, meek and mild, (laughs) called one of his best disciples the devil once, because he got his twisted, his thinking twisted. That was Peter. Get behind me, Satan. What you're saying is right out of the mouth of the devil. That's not the father's word or will. If you're with me, you're with me. Anyway, he said, follow me. He said, no one, say no one. no one. Uh-oh, say that's me. No one, after putting his hand to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. And then the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs. Listen to this. Say, sent them. Not on their own, right? Partnerships, right? Right? Ahead of him. To every city and every place where he himself was about to come. This is that. This is that. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And God has ordained that you dwell in this region. And that this region be put in national and international headlines and crosshairs. As an example, that the church in a city might rise and it may become a city set on a hill. That the nations may see and acknowledge Jesus Christ is the king of glory. (laughs) We in it. We in it. We in it now, praise the Lord. To every place where he himself was going to come. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And then he said, Go! I'm sending you as lambs into the midst of wolves. And then they're like filling in their pocket, thinking, well, how are we going to pay for this? And he said... Don't focus on that. Don't worry about that. As you go, signs will follow. I will provide. I mean, if he could put gold in the fish's mouth, if he could take a little boy's lunch and multiply it so much that there were 12 baskets in one case left over after feeding thousands, come on. Jesus said what? Seek first the kingdom, and then all the things that Gentiles run around after. Where's my provision? Where's my security? Who am I? How am I going to feed and dress myself? Take How's this going to happen? Seek first. And all the things the world seeks for life and sustenance and security and identity, all these things will be added. And then he said something really amazing. Anyone who leaves father, mother, houses, land. I know there are some folks in here that have made major transitions in your life because the king of glory was calling you into a place to be rooted in his kingdom army for such a time as this and you've given up much you know what he said for you don't worry about it because you'll receive houses and lands and family in this life and eternal life besides come on say but god And he says, whatever house you enter, say peace to this house. Seek the peace of the city where I've sent you, Jeremiah said, when Israel was in exile. Seek the peace of the city where I've sent you. Put roots down. Build. Plant. Make family. Because In the peace of your city, you'll find your prosperity. Seek first the kingdom. Seek the peace of your city. Peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. Stay in that house. Eat and drink what they give you. The laborer is worthy of his wages. Don't keep moving from house to house. know I was waiting for that one. (laughs) When Pentecost came, that is the living person of the Father and Son proceeding out of him into individuals and into his body corporate on earth. As he came, You read in Acts 2 and Acts 4, some very specific things occurred as a result of the habitation of God in glory suddenly in his people. It was a fulfillment of what Ezekiel saw and in fact experienced under the hand of the Lord in Ezekiel 37. And it says, God basically grabbed me by the hair of the head. It says, the hand of the Lord was on me. Can you say the hand of the Lord is on me? You know what? Put your hand on your neighbor. Look him with a with a straight up Jesus, follow me. Glory, hallelujah. Go into all the world, make disciples look. And say, The hand of the Lord is on you. The hand of the Lord is on you. And it says, The hand of the Lord was on me. He picked me up and suddenly set me. In the middle of a valley. Glory hallelujah. What? How come he didn't set me on the top of the mountain? Because you have an anointing from the Holy One. To bring release to the captives in the valleys. Said he set me in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. And them bones were very dry, and there were very many. Can you say very dry? Very, dry. Very, many. very many. Now, I know, I know, I know, for the last 10, 20, 50, 100 years, we've been reading that scripture, preaching that scripture, and everybody sitting in the pews been, I mean, just a dry bone. <laughs> Friends, you are not the dry bones. We are not the dry bones. We are the servant of the Lord upon whom God's hand is resting in this hour. And he has picked you up by the hair of your head, even if you don't got much up there. Picked you up by the hair of your head and set you in the middle of a season, of an era, of a time, of a city, of a geography, in an era of your life. Set you in the middle. That you may prophesy to these bones. Come on. And Ezekiel said I prophesied as I was commanded. And you know what? The suddenly of God that occurred took a little time. And the servant of the Lord had to stick with the Lord. And keep on keeping on. Through seasons against the opposition, looking through the gloom and darkness to see the ravishing rays of the light of his glory and continue to speak into, move into the darkness in the glory, in the anointing, in the presence of the Lord. That darkness would not overwhelm the light of his glory. And he said, Son of man, prophesy to these bones. Say to them. Bones. Can you say bones? bones. Hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> bones. You you understand we not the bones? You understand we the servant of the Lord. You understand the word of the Lord is in your mouth. The breath of the almighty that brooded over the chaos and the darkness in the beginning. And God spoke into it and the spirit whoop, and suddenly created an order of glory and beauty and life producing life. That to this very day continues on in spite of all the disruptions and eruptions. And abdications. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord is on us because He has anointed us to preach good news. Hallelujah. The most amazing thing happened as Ezekiel found himself set in the midst of the valley. Friends, this was a place, it was beyond the graveyard. Them dead had been dead so long that the winds of time had blown away the dirt that had covered the graves and now just loose bones laying all over the place. Can these bones live? Prophesy to these bones. Hear the word of the Lord. I have been as a testimony to you in the last two weeks put in front of the persons who govern and direct and seek to govern and direct our national, our state, our city future, and the future of our families on every level. And looking around those small tables, of hand-picked individuals. I mean, he picked me up by the hair of my head and set me in the middle of a valley. Look, they're looking for answers. And let me testify to you, whether you think you're ready, whether you think you're smart enough, whether you think you have enough experience, or education, or background, or knowledge, let me tell you, you have more than enough because he has filled you with his spirit. And the dry bones are longing, seeking, thirsting, yearning to hear the word of the Lord. And when you release the word of the Lord, In one case, I just confess to you, I mean, all the people in the know were at the table. I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And at the end of the dialogue, in multiple occasions, Somehow, Jesus got the last word when I opened my mouth and said, "One, two, three. Dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord, We welcome you, Holy Spirit. On these your vessels. Ezekiel said, so I prophesied as I I was commanded. And don't get all religious on me. In one case, you want to hear the prophecy? I said, I submit to you, gut the bureaucracy, secure the courts, and give us a one, three, five-year, ten-year business plan that we can get some traction on no matter what happens in the next four. That was a prophecy. The other thing that I found is that where are many in those circles, born-again believers, seeking God. But in those settings, nobody's got the guts to say, wait a minute. We're looking to the Lord, can we, let's pray. Or laying hands on. Those who are appointed in saying, I lay hands on you and I prophesy, Psalm 133. Let the anointing that comes from Jesus flow from the top down to the least of the least and cause unity and the Lord command a blessing. I mean, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, right? Come on, friends. I pray the fire of God is beginning to roar in your belly beginning to roar in your belly, beginning to grow in such a way (sniffs) that you find yourself like the bush that Moses stood before that day on the backside of the desert. And the glory presence of the Lord and the voice of the Lord is resting on you to such a degree that in every valley the Lord has set you, people will turn aside to see this unusual sight and hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your belly. The last day of the feast, the great day, Feast of Tabernacles, this season, coming up, called Simchat Torah, the joy of the word coming. As resting on Sinai, now resting on the church of the living God, and the word of the Lord is going forth. Jesus is sending out laborers into the harvest. You know, A.W. Tozer said, Prayer, we have committed people to prayer. He said, Prayer is no excuse for obedience. So, we got to be on a firm foundation. The word of the Lord, you got to be rooted. Fruited in relationship, prayed up, and then as he sets us in the middle of the valley, open your mouth and speak the word of the Lord, his wisdom, his life, his salvation, his encouragement, his challenge, his clarity. He has anointed us to bring good news. Don't just take your neighbor's hand. Let's stand together. Jesus said, anyone who believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do in greater works than these because I go to the Father. He said, go into all the world and preach this good news of transformed hearts, changed minds, a future and a hope for every man, woman, and child. Uncompromising, dedicated, clear-eyed, anointed ones. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, we receive today the clear word of the Lord. We recognize that you have indeed brought us individually and as families to a time and a place that you prepared a long time in advance, good works here for us to do that we might walk in (laughs) them. And we worship you and recognize. That each of these, my brothers and sisters, on my right and left, before me, behind me, agreeing with us at the sound of these words, we are anointed. That the voice of the Lord is on the waters. That the God of glory thunders. That the voice of the Lord is powerful and majestic. To break down strongholds and create life out of death. That at the sound of your word, there will be another sound. The rattling of bones coming together. (laughs) That at the sound of your voice. Sinews will come on these bones. The connective tissue. To hold the fat and the flesh. The power. The muscle. And the prosperity. To hold it to these bones. Now I don't think Ezekiel necessarily had a degree in biology he may have because he was a priest and the priests were also the doctors but as he was in the middle of that experience commissioning his life he also gave us a very in-depth and insightful biology lesson in the human body of the bones coming together in a structure but bones without sinews And muscle and flesh and skin can't do much. (laughs) So he continued in the midst of the valley as he saw the beginnings of the manifestation of the dream of God. And he continued, not by might or power, but by the Spirit of God, to speak. To the bones. And as he continued. Say as he continued. As he continued. continued, There was a coming together. And from glory to glory. He was present. As God's workman. To see. The mighty dream of God. Come together. He prophesied. And sinews came on the bones. It takes time for God suddenly. Hallelujah. When I prayed 10 years ago, looking into the fierce, terrifying face of those gang bosses, the Hidden Valley Kings, I said, Jesus, somebody's got to stand in front of those men and say, hear the word of the Lord. God has appointed you not to death but to life not to brokenness but to ownership not to oppression but liberty to give you a hope and a future say bones Bones. Hear hear the word of the Lord and Ezekiel said as I prophesied sinews came and the Lord said Speak to these bones. And I prophesied and muscle and flesh came on us in use. Speaks of power and prosperity. So when the Holy Ghost comes, connections are made. Structure begins, order rises, relationships are formed. And then the joining, the connecting tissue comes. And then on that connecting tissue, power and prosperity comes. Skin protects the body from damage. So security comes. Hear the word of the Lord. And then it says, and then, there they were, but there was no breath in them. And I can testify to you, in our city, in our state, and in our nation, we have a lot of folks in whom there is no breath. We got a lot of structure. We got a lot of people with power. We got a lot of people with money. We got a lot of people with celebrity and all kinds of stuff going on, and there is no Holy Ghost in there. You have an anointing from the Holy One. Listen up bones! Like a mighty rushing wind suddenly he came to his temple. Hallelujah Lord. And what Ezekiel experienced happened exactly like that. Acts 2, Acts 4. On the day of Pentecost, the bones began to come together. Sinews, connections were formed. And on it, you go read it. On it, prosperity came. It says in Acts 2 and Acts 4 that no one among them had any need of anything. Hear the word of the Lord. Come wind, come fire, rest on these your servants. The Spirit of the Lord is on you. The Spirit of the Lord is on us. He has anointed us, not just to be resuscitated every week, but to be the resuscitators from season to season. Hallelujah. Come on, saints. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Fresh oil is being poured on you. Fresh oil is being poured on your connections. Fresh oil is coming. Connective tissue to give you power and prosperity and security is coming. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. And not you only, but your children and your children's children. (laughs) Hey, hey. Not you only. Your children and your children's children. Hey. Not you only. But your children and your children's children. Hey. The Lord increase you more and more. You and your children. Hallelujah, Lord. Now listen. When Reverend King Sr. stood in Duke University Chapel, after his son, named for him, was murdered, he read from the portion of Scripture where Jesus had sent these 70 out as a little test run. And it says, they went out into all these cities where Jesus himself was coming. And amazing things began to occur. Things that were so stunning, it shocked the ones being sent into the harvest. Miracles, signs, wonders, deliverance, healing, salvation, renewed hearts, changed minds, transformed lives. And they came back to report to the Lord and they were telling glory stories and they were drunk in the Holy Ghost and completely and utterly amazed. And as Reverend King ministered, he said, notice what Jesus said. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. You have an anointing from the Holy One. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Principalities and powers coming on down as you go. And as Reverend King pointed out to us, Jesus said, that's not your focus. Rejoice in the fact that that's happening because your name in heaven. He said there's a whole lot of misplaced emphasis going on. And I want to submit to you that Reverend King Sr. is still speaking to us today. He's speaking to us about what's going on in our national and state elections. Misplaced emphasis. He's speaking to us concerning the disruptions in our city. Misplaced emphasis. He is speaking to us as the anointed ones of God and saying, keep your eye on the prize. I am going to anoint you with the gospel and signs and wonders in order to bring the kingdom into the waste the waste and devastation. You got it? So don't be distracted there's a whole lot of chatter and believe me when the spirit of the lord gets stirred up it's undoubtedly in the face of the enemy and god is coming like a flood to lift up his name his jesus his banner, his gospel, the King of glory. Hallelujah, Lord. (laughs) So take your neighbor's hand again. Lift those hands up to the Lord. Father, we present these hands. These hands connected to hands, hands connected to hearts. Hearts connected to brains with mouths. All resting on a spirit of a man, of a woman, filled with the fire and presence and person and power of the King of glory. And so now we pray for one another. And we pray to you. Our Father in heaven, make your name holy. In the face of all men. Your kingship. Settle down in our earth around us. Jesus as you are reigning in heaven. Reign now on earth. Show us your glory Lord. In our day in this hour. We know for certain that you will give us the provision we need day to day. (laughs) No one will go hungry or be empty, but you will give us provision. So as we stand before you praying, we do now forgive all those who have betrayed, offended, Opposed, hurt, broken, robbed, violated, threatened us, we forgive (laughs) and we receive the glorious liberty of the great liberator, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah Lord, Hallelujah Lord, Hallelujah Lord, Hallelujah Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Help us keep our minds clear, not be distracted or diverted, tempted off to missed emphasis, misplaced emphasis, but to keep our eye on the prize. Kingdom come, will be done. Oh, Father. Yours is the power and the glory. Remember day to day that you are citizen inhabitants in another dimension now, that you are being lifted up in a spiritual mountain of a kingdom whose increase of government is without end, and that there is a day coming when we shall see him who is the king reigning in glory at the top of this mountain. We shall see him eye to eye, face to face. So take courage, my friends. The hand of the Lord is on you. And he has set you in the middle of a valley of bones. Prophesy. And that was all laying there like dead bodies no bones anymore. But there was no breath in them. And Ezekiel said, come, breath. Come, breath. Breathe on these slain. Oh, oh hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come in power. Lift up your heads. The harvest is white. Lift up your heads, O gates. The King of Glory will come in. Hallelujah, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.